Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, welcome to Rosecast, the number one Bachelor Recap podcast hosted by a male and a racial best friend duo. Number one, maybe not for long, depends on what happens about a year or two from now. In terms of, there's a new hot interracial best friend duo in the Bachelor Nation streets. Yeah. Uh, AB. Our time's up. Yeah, we had a good run. It's it's ticking. <laughs> we had a good like run. You, it's about a year. The run is about over. a year. It's unfortunate when you know you're just yeah. your demise is coming, and what there's we, a clear clock to your what you're doing. What are we gonna do? Um, a timer. I mean, literally, like, are we gonna honor refunds for people who want to return their merchandise that has that <laughs> slogan on it when it's a falsehood? I think we'll just have to have them send it to us, and then we'll yeah, put we have to cross a patch. it out. Yeah. We'll put, no, we'll put a patch. It'll no longer be our shirts. They'll be their shirts. <laughs> we have to maybe write the dates on there to 2020. <laughs> That's when it ended. Uh, folks, before we get to Caitlin's episode, the thing we're joking about is the big news this week, which is Matt James, the next Bachelor. Uh, Matt is best known for being Tyler's friend and slash the most anticipated cast member on Claire's season. Got hundreds of thousands of social media followers already because of that. Not going to beat around the bush here. Guy's black, AB. All right. Black guy. Black guy. First black male lead in 25 seasons. What is your reaction? What was your initial reaction when you saw this news the other day, AB? Well, first, it's about damn time. Second, they had to do it, Rim. The heat was, you know, we've been talking about how the heat's been up on them for a while. Rachel Lindsay, in particular, yes, had the had the toes to the fire rim. It was it was about to get shut down. This this franchise had to make this move, or it was all over. Rachel, you mentioned she threatened to disassociate herself with the franchise if they didn't make strides in this area not just uh black leads but producers like producers, it's not over yeah. and there was that um petition going around that enumerated several demands that we mentioned last week um so I, the reception mostly has been good but you know they were forced to. yeah um there's gonna have to be some more stuff along the way that we see before i'm completely satisfied right now of course uh the timing of the announcement I'm not sure what to make of it. 
I mean, the season doesn't start for set doesn't air for seven months. The cynical view would be they're just riding the corporate wave. There's never been a safer time. Public opinion has shifted dramatically in favor of the Black Lives Matter movement. So there's it's a comfortable this is a comfortable We've talked about this before. We've talked about this before about about how it would be a tough decision for them in America to have a black lead. Yes. And you're you're right. It, it this is a, a safe time to do it. Um Robert Mills one of the producers says it wasn't a knee jerk reaction to the moment, which I actually believe. Because Ooh. I, be- I interesting. I believe it because there's no way and some people even said, "Oh, they listened to AB and made this, you know, because you mentioned this last week." <laughs> and I'm like I'm like, there's just no way they made that I mean, decision for that the gimmick. Quickly. Yes, they did steal yes, my obviously idea. That's I a did, funny thing. Uh, obviously, <laughs> right after I say something, usually it happens, and it happened again. So I don't know. It's interesting. Believe it's just interesting. I just I don't think they saw protests in the streets or e- even all, you know all props to the petition going around. I gotta think they've had Matt James on the radar since he became really? mega popular. I think now they figured, okay, well, we might as well do it. And even since Claire kind of was out on him, I got to think they were at least considering Matt James before two weeks ago. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I can agree with that. I I agree that I don't think it was just uh, pulled him out of nowhere. He was on the radar, but I do think he was not. He was not the person they were going to choose automatically. No. Like, they were not going to make this decision at this time without the pressure. No, I agree. I agree. Uh, another interesting thing about the timing, and probably the best part about it, the guys on Claire's season, who we were hoping when they are recast would already be older than the normal crew, cannot angle to be the next Bachelor. It's not a possibility. Yeah. So that, that is I nice. think a couple people mentioned that. I like that a lot. Um I really am just, it's just kind of funny to see the timing was just interesting to me because it was just like, look what it took an uprising (laughs) within bachelor nation. Look what it took. You talked about feet to the fire. I mean, it was getting hot for him. They had to, they had to do this. Now, do you want to talk a little bit about Matt himself? I I would love to. What do you, I mean, what do you know? How much do you know about the guy? Well, I, I learned about him. Strictly from TikTok to start with, with the quarantine crew. Mm. He was sexy mix guy, as we call them. That's you. Uh, <laughs> and I will continue to call him <laughs> as such. Uh, I, I know a fair amount. I mean, I've read up a little bit. He, I did not realize he was a college football player. Uh, I didn't know that either. I didn't realize Tyler was either. I knew Tyler, I mean, but not. Didn't I know definitely that. didn't know Matt. Receiver. A sexier position. Yeah, flashy. <laughs> flashy. <laughs> Highlight real position. Uh, he's, he works for the same nonprofit as Tyler, I believe. Started it. He's, he's the one who started it, and I think Tyler joined it. Tyler? Yeah. Okay. Um, that's about it. TikTok, football, uh, sexy mixed black guy, um, Tyler's friend. Checks all the also boxes. Hannah Brown's Hannah Brown's friend, I believe. Yep. Um, and super tall, crazy tall, t- almost too tall to be the bachelor. I thought <laughs> like, <laughs> it might be too tall. He's like six five. He's so tall. He's so tall. 
I was initially skeptical of a guy who became super popular online simply because he's hot and friends with Tyler Cameron. People mentioned as soon as he came on the scenes, like maybe he'll be the next Bachelor. And I was like, I'm yeah, out right. on that. I didn't like yeah. that he was cast on the season. <laughs> I didn't like that concept. I've been saying a long time the series, the franchise is too incestual as it is. We don't need just like all your boys coming along every yeah. time somebody gets popular. <laughs> If someone gets popular, they bring their boys along, and now yeah. they're on The Bachelor, too. I don't too. need That's, that. I don't yeah, need that. we've been calling for them to reach into other pools of people, and yeah. this doesn't agree with <laughs> no, that opinion of ours. Completely but antithetical. I mean, think about all the... Uh, everybody who tried out for Miss Alabama for the last five years has like been on the cast. It's like, I just don't like that kind of... On paper, yeah. I don't like that. But after watching a few interviews, AB, reading up on mm-hmm. him a little bit, I will say... Matt James is the real deal. <laughs> and I think he'll be a good lead. Okay? I agree. He, he started that. Uh, I watched a video. He was on Rachel Ray two or three years ago when he started that um, nonprofit, ABC Food Tours. I also was initially skeptical of ABC Food Tours. I'll be honest. I was like, what is the I just didn't I just didn't understand. Like you bring kids to nice restaurants and then kind of like send them back. It just seemed strange to me. It just seemed like there were more work. But I heard him talk Can about you explain it. Describe what it is. It's kind of like you're maybe a big brother, big sister type thing where he takes group to, groups of kids to restaurants, maybe chefs, talks with the chefs. Like uh, a lot of them are maybe from neighborhoods they're from growing up. And it's kind of an inspirate, you know, something to aspire to sure. introduce mentors to the group. And Matt himself is one. It's it's a noble cause. But on paper, I was like, what do you just take him out to lunch? And then it just seems <laughs> I was skeptical of that. But I'm all in on that. I'm all in on the guy. I think it's a great choice. I think it's a great. I think it's a really good choice. I think he's gonna be a great lead. I do, too. I'm very excited. Couldn't be more excited. In fact, I'm excited. I've never been more excited. I'll just go ahead and say I've never been more excited about a bachelor. Yeah, I agree. Not that that's not that that's the really bar's low recently. Much. Yeah, <laughs> I really haven't enjoyed many of their choices. Ancillary damage, Mike Johnson. Yeah, uh, the reaction that I saw on social media was either "Yay, so excited for Matt," or "What about Mike? It should have been Mike." Uh, if Matt James is Jackie Robinson, then you can consider Mike Johnson, Josh Gibson, just a the legendary mm-hmm. figure who never I quite. Hear made it now mike put out a nice little video he was congratulatory i mean mike was mike in the you know all class stand up guy stand up class guy. class on top of class on top of class that's mike yeah absolutely do you think he will go fade out of bachelor nation now do you think he'll maybe be the bachelor next season i mean he's still relatively young are we done with mike johnson now did this guy supplant mike johnson completely <laughs> you know that's when you realize that's when you're, we're going to realize if ABC is really serious about this because they still have Mike Johnson, a good candidate in the wings. Is this just a one and done with black people? Like just to get, get off our, you know, Fine. kicking us off Fine. <laughs> here yeah, happy. In the, and kick us off. Or are they going to have is it going to be multiple? Is it, is it a possibility that they have two black people in a row wow. as your bachelors? We're going to find out. I don't know. If this was a legitimate, you know, they, they're bringing in different viewpoints and as producers and stuff like that, and they're actually going to try to have more people of color on this franchise, or if this is just a one-off thing to get Rachel Lindsay 
uh, <laughs> off their <laughs> backs right her. now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm hopeful. It, this could be said for any anything right now. Is this a flash in the pan behavior or yeah, is it long term? Absolutely. I am hopeful and I think optimistic that it will be because the producers have responded. One of the demands on that petition was like formally acknowledge and apologize for basically every the history of the show and not being representative of yeah. American society. And they put out an actual statement in response. And to Chris that. has said some stuff too. Chris yeah. has said, some, we'll get to Chris later. I got some things okay. to say about Chris based on this <laughs> week's episode. But anyway, I, I think it will be. And I think, you know what? Producers are the secret sauce. I don't know who the producers are. But I, agree. I imagine they're all white people or mostly mm-hmm. if you have different producers of different backgrounds in there, I think you probably will help make what up to this point have been token cast members, help them make them feel more than that and trusting that the show will not treat them as such going forward, which that has literally been storylines on previous seasons. So yeah, for sure. We'll see anything else to say, AB about Matt James. No, just excited. Um, glad they made the move. And it just sucks. It feels like, you know, when the Jordan doc, they like two years before it came out, they're like, Jordan doc's coming, yes. but it wasn't until 2020. <laughs> and I remember talking to you about this in like 2018. I'm like, well, shit, why'd you even tell yeah. me this? Because now I'm all excited and I got to wait. You got to wait. That's how I feel right now. It's seven <laughs> months from now until we get Matt James as The Bachelor. So now I'm just excited. And, and got nothing to watch. That's a very good point. Is that's a, that's eons away. <laughs> it's so long. <laughs> really, I think this. I think Claire. I'm excited for Claire's season. She's the big loser in this because of her little stir up with him early. Bachelor Nation turned against her, and now she loses a great guy from her cast. Presumably, yeah. It'd be hilarious if you were an awful person. That would be a fun twist, but I don't think he is. And now everyone is looking past her season already. Claire yeah. is old news. No, people are just done with this stale. Claire stuff. That's a that's a stale season. It hasn't aired. <laughs> yeah, not interested. I am. That was a joke. <laughs> uh, other news and notes, AB. Something we didn't mention last week, but Cassie and Colton broke up. Anything to say about that? Uh, we're probably done with them. I assume. Maybe Cassie. Would go on Paradise? I don't know. I, I feel like Colton's done with the series. Really? Um, well, he did write that book. You don't book. think so? He did write that he wrote, book. He, Andy did a pod, he did like a tell-all podcast, that yeah. podcast on This American Life, so I don't think he's welcome. The, I think the bar is low for them being done with you, as we saw with Sean last night. All right, this might be a short episode, so let's take a quick break. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. 
Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. All right, AB, unlike uh, Sean's Greatest of All Time episode, I think there's a lot to chew on with Caitlin's episode, and certainly how they presented it was... Dare we say, in Chris's words, controversial. Um, <laughs> this aired in 2015. This was the last season before I got into the franchise, which was me too. Ben's season. No, you watched it before then. I watched it before then, but then I took a break. Oh, okay. And this was the season before I came back. So you had not. You have not watched all the episodes in full. No. I knew some of the key points of this of this season, but. I didn't know all that. This seems like the craziest shit I've ever seen. Can I tell you something? Did you watch it? I watched the whole season. Shout out to- Okay, is it as good as it looked? HBO Max. Shout out to HBO Max. They have a few random seasons. Can't tell you why. I saw that. (laughs) That's weird. (laughs) I saw that they have- It was like two or three seasons, They got Ben's. I'm going to watch Ben's on HBO. Crystal Clear HD. It's great. But it was very wow. strange. They have like I was, a Bachelor I was in Paradise wondering too. about that. What was going on? I have no idea. I don't get me started on the H, the triumvirate of <laughs> HBO stuff going on. I have what no is clue. going on with HBO Max? What is going on? I don't there? know. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's the most confusing thing I've ever come across. Is what's going on with the HBO streaming? <laughs> that's crazy. Incomprehensible. I don't. I can't explain it to you. Why are there ABC Bachelor shows on HBO Max? Just a couple, though. <sighs> It's crazy. Did they buy the rights for just a couple specific Listen, seasons? I don't know. I don't know. They also have like friends on there. I need answers. What's friends the doing conf- on there? The confusion isn't stuff that's not HBO being on HBO Max. The confusion no. is that HBO Go still exists. And what is that compared to HBO? <laughs> yeah, and why is HBO Max so expensive? I don't understand it. Does it have? Is it like a? Is it like a backwards compatible video game so get- I can play all the HBO Go stuff on Max? I don't know. <laughs> I have HBO on DirecTV, so I get HBO Max. No, I which doubt seems it. unfair. Do you? No, I do. Yes, which seems very unfair. Because I think DirecTV's HBO, I'm paying less than the HBO Max people. It's, you are. It, HBO Max is It's exorbitant. very confusing. Yeah. I know. All right. Um, <laughs> Too much on HBO Max. I don't, I don't get it. Uh, AB, so... I, where do we start here? Uh, my point is, I watched all the episodes. Oh, I asked you if this was the craziest season you've ever seen, because that's what it, this seems like. Not craziest, but I didn't even think it was that good of a season. Really? I'll, I'll be frank. It was, I was, wow. And, wow. and part of it was, it was so obvious halfway through that only two people oh, okay. had a chance. So Ben... Ben, Jared. I never bought Ben and Jared, and they were like the other two Final Four. I'd never bought are them we as people talk, with a chance. Are we going to talk about the cast? Has it's any, loaded. It's loaded. Absolutely it's loaded. Like the 2000 with Miami Hurricanes. The- just first rounders. <laughs> <laughs> All the Hall of Famers. <laughs> All the best white bachelorette contestants well, that were qualified, on. that qualifier goes without saying. <laughs> of 
course. <laughs> but yes, all of them. I didn't want to say I didn't want to say it's that good of a cast because it didn't have any color on it, no, but no. it was every single big name except like Sean Lowe. It was so many people. Two bachelors came out of the top three. Nick and Ben. The next two bachelors yeah. were in this top three. And they didn't win. And they didn't win. There's another Sean, and then you had Tanner. He's a big name Tanner, in the community. Yep. You have Jared. He's a, a monster name in the monster community name. now. <laughs> He's a big name. name. In the community. You had Ben Z. I remember him. Ben Z. Yeah. I remember Ben Z. Um, I can't believe this cast. It was loaded. I don't know what to tell you. It was loaded with not just a big cast, but two bachelorettes, AB. Do you recall this twist? Yes, I do. At the time. Yeah. Yep. Caitlin and Britt were both there on night one. They met and mingled with all the guys. And then the guys voted for who they wanted to be the bachelorette. What did you Crazy. make of this gimmick? I feel like it could use some tweaking to make it a little bit like you could drag that out a little longer than just the first night, mm -hmm. I think. Um, but I like the twist. It's it's interesting. I'll give you that. I think it just put too much leverage with the the guys a guy could vote for brit and he still gets to reap the benefits of being on the show if caitlin gives him a rose there's no risk for the men like it's strange that the leads are at risk so you should have you are you saying they should have chosen they should have voted for which uh girl they wanted to be with and then if that person didn't get chosen they go home they go home get them out of there yeah i'm i like that because it, it just a, didn't seem fair. Some, yeah. That would add some risk to it. Yeah. Some real intrigue. But then you might have the guys just all choose the same person. Like, they all agree. Oh, collusion. Collusion. <laughs> yeah, you get some collusion there. I'd watch that. <laughs> I, would, I would love to be on the gas and spark up a, you guys want to collude. <laughs> you guys all want to just vote for Brit here. Um, I don't think they're ever going to do this again. I'm all for a good gimmick. A it's good kind twist. of cruel. It's, it's really very like cruel. demeaning. It's not. I, that know. was really fucked up to Brit. Like <laughs> absolutely, she comes on. It's a, okay. So once in a lifetime situation. You're you get paid a ton. Your social media blows up, obviously, for being the bachelor or bachelorette. Or you get nothing. You get one episode and you go home. And it's very, it's not fair. And maybe one of the guys will chase after you if you're lucky. But that's <laughs> that's your consolation prize. Did anyone leave during the actual show? One guy. What I just described actually happened. One guy A was guy there for Brit, and during they didn't the middle show that last night, no, did they didn't they? show it. Okay. But during the season, they showed like during the end credits, like updates on how they were doing. They dated for a while. One guy left during the rose ceremony. He's like, "Hey, I like Brit." I'm not gonna lie to you, so he left. Sorry, a bunch of other guys just stayed there and like hush hush didn't say anything <laughs> yeah. and took roses. Yeah. Um, how about Chris's delivery of that news to Brit? Just you want to talk about cruel? He, yeah. he was like the majority of men have chosen one woman. <laughs> the pauses, the pauses were too much, Chris. <laughs> she has brown hair, about your height, <laughs> and like get to the point, dude. You're killing this woman. And then even the way he told Caitlin was like, well. I just had to say, he goes, he goes, well, I'm sorry. I hate to tell you this, Caitlin, but I just had to send Brit home. So he delivered the good news in a mean way also. Yeah. That's Chris. That's Chris. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> That's Chris. 
He knows when to pause for good, like, commercial times, too. He's always got pauses in place <laughs> in case there needs to be a commercial. What about Jared and Ashley I? Their Zoom call. Chris brought him in, said, hey, uh, Jared, let's talk about your thing with Caitlin, the romantic dates, the makeouts. The instant connection that might be bigger than yours <laughs> in yeah. Ashley's. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what did you make of that? I thought it was uh, really awkward. messed up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Chris kept pushing it, talking about how much joy they had. And it's too much. His his questions were inappropriate. He asked everyone. <laughs> then he, yeah, then in, he asked them, question. like, how's your sex life at, at your parents' house? He's being a horrible. I don't want to know rip. the answer to that. <laughs> yeah. It's, I don't. Nobody needed the answer to that. <laughs> I'm going to have an end of show segment. Every single zoom call guest on last night's episode he asked a question that was like dude don't <laughs> relax Chris. have some tact have some tact <laughs> uh clint jj storyline uh ab said that weird ab you didn't watch a season at the time so you might not remember this they highlighted the clint jj storyline this week they called it a bromance they were presented as kind of outsiders to the rest of the house a pair mm -hmm. of villains who only got along with each other but at the time the implication was that they were secretly gay for like oh, multiple that's episodes what was going on okay the the show was like get a load of these two dudes who are gay haha ha, point and laugh they had yeah. promos that this is five years ago this is not 1958 <laughs> yeah <laughs> Five years ago, they had promos where they called them, they called the storyline Brokeback Bachelor. No like, way. I swear to God. <laughs> they had promos that were like this. And you wonder why we're not convinced exactly. that Bachelor, <laughs> exactly. that ABC and Bachelor Nation yeah. really means what they're doing here with, with this stuff. That's why wow. it's always at arm's length. They're like, okay, yeah. believe it when I see it. Yeah. Holy cow. Um, Yikes! That's what they did. That's what, I figured they wouldn't bring up JJ and Clint at all, but they did, and they just—that's what was going on. Okay, erase that part. I even watched the men tell all because I wanted to see how this would be talked what about. Did they, what did they? Needless to say, it did not go well. Ab, they were mad. Clinton, JJ. So they gave Clinton JJ like, hey, you know, talk to us about you know your bromance, haha, which is fine. Clinton JJ then explained their relationship in a completely reasonable way. And basically didn't say anything that was like a double entendre or that's what he said type of thing. But they spliced in faces in the crowd, like giggling and laughing. All the contestants <laughs> and Chris were like laughing. Everyone was giggling at the implication, <laughs> even though JJ and Chris were obviously annoyed by it. And they said, what like, we're not gay. Fuck. This is ridiculous. <laughs> even the good guys, like Ben Z was like... Everybody was just laughing at Clinton JJ. Come on, it was crazy. ABC, be it better. Was crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. So yeah, I'm skeptical of any like social change they're yeah, standing up good, for. That's we'll good see. information right there. Anyway, anything else? Do you have anything? Any notes on that? You want to? No. Okay. No, I didn't know that stuff that you mentioned. That's good information. That's why I put in the work. Watch the episodes. Yeah, you have to do it. You're have doing to do God's it. work right now. <laughs> have to do it. Have to. I, I slogged through that season this weekend, <laughs> and it was worth it for that segment alone. Hannah Ann and Madison, what'd you think of this, AB? Good to catch up with them, Rim. Uh, I am 
as you know, and you are too, completely out on Peter in his storyline. I'm very in on <laughs> ripping Peter. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and bringing people on that have bad things to say about him. So I was very in on this. I think they took the high road, though. I do too, but you could tell they don't fuck with him anymore. We don't fuck with Peter at all. Uh, good luck with Kelly is the vibe I got from <laughs> from, from both of them. them. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was interesting that they were on at the same time. Chris even acknowledged, like, are you guys mm-hmm. even pals? I guess I'd... <laughs> Because that didn't cross my mind. This is Chris talking now. I guess I didn't even think. Are you guys friends? Are you cool? I don't know. <laughs> is this cool having you two on at the same time? And then he asked if Peter comes crawling back, do either one of you take him back? That is the inappropriate question of this interview. Because of course not. <laughs> not only of course not, but Kelly still exists. So and why are you him. doing fantastical <laughs> scenarios where Peter comes crawling back? What are you thinking? What are you talking about? <laughs> Anything else on that interview? They took the high no. road. They were all class. No, it was not, not much there. Yeah. Do you want to go to Nick's arrival? Nick File? I would love to. What did you make of this? Uh, showing up late, a month into the season. Shows up at a group date. I didn't know the whole situation on what happened here. Shows up at a group date. She sees him, and right when she sees him, you can tell there's something there, Rim. Beeline. The feelings are there. <laughs> From her on her part, yeah, it was obvious. And now, are you on board with someone showing up late, getting a spot? Absolutely, you yeah, are absolutely, yeah. Okay, but I'd, I'd like someone to be brought on like this every time. There's so many, there's so much, <laughs> <laughs> there's so much drama that comes from it. For one, everyone knows in reality TV when a season starts and then you bring someone else on the people that started the season have this irrational bond together like they're the original cast and they're gonna hate anyone that is brought on so that is automatic drama no matter what the situation irrational bond is exactly what it is making (laughs) it nick heightens that even more because he obviously had that scumbag vibe scumbag reputation totally reputation was terrible so you (laughs) put that with the guys already are going to hate him, even if he's a good guy. The tribe, yeah. The tribe's not going to like him. It's a it's a brilliant move. I loved it. Obviously, it's his producer thing, too, because they could have just brought him on. Of course. Of course. Right off the bat, right? Yeah. The excuse Nick gives is that he was, because of the two bachelorette thing, he wasn't bachelor, sure yeah. she was going to be the bachelorette, but that's no meaningless. Then come, come, come week two, then. Yeah, exactly. Um, I like this twist also, too, because... Nick was hated by America for what he did on Andy's after the final rose. Like even when they got to the end and it was Nick and Sean, Caitlin's mom was like, I don't really like Nick. She already, you know, she watched the season. She's like, I don't like Nick at all (laughs) because of that. (laughs) Sean, when Caitlin revealed the news to the guys, Sean was like, she, she said his name was Nick. And then Sean goes, Veil off. Disgusted. (laughs) Disgusted. Um, in terms of, obviously, it's an entertaining twist, but in terms of, like, fairness, you know, I like the show to have some level of fairness. Gotta be fair. On the one hand, she already knows and likes this guy. You don't, if you're one of the contestants, you don't want her to go through the whole season, pick someone, and then still have and Nick Vile in the back of your head. I mean, she's yeah. looking for a husband. On the other hand, it's still a TV show competition. And inviting, if she invited him on, which she did, it, what does that say about 
the 15 guys who were there to whom she said my husband is in this room. I mean, she does not. She's not positive that her husband is in that room. No. Flat out. No, she's got she's leaving no stone unturned. It, it couldn't have been the good feeling if you're basically anyone but Sean at that point. I just I can't imagine having that group of good guys in there. And thinking, whoa, I need to bring in Nick Vile to this competition. Caitlin likes Can't bad imagine boys. It. She likes bad boys, AB. <laughs> There's no two ways about it. Is Nick really a bad boy or is he just like say shitty things sometimes? I think he's a bad boy compared like, to Jared. His stuff, before his stuff with Andy, yeah. that after the final rose stuff, was where he uh Shamed her, basically. He revealed that they... He revealed he, they had, in, a, in a really dickish way, revealed yeah, that they had sex way. in the same fantasy suite. Yeah, I didn't watch that season either, so I don't... I guess I don't know. Was he the, uh, the villain of that season, or was it just... I, I guess I don't consider him a bad boy. I just think he's... I don't know. He's yeah. too small to be a bad guy. Like, him yeah. being the bad guy around <laughs> Sean, this Adonis guy, he's not the bully here. Can, he, can I say this about Sean? Sean checks all the... All the optical boxes for bad boy, like douche yeah. that I don't like his voice. And he doesn't seem like one. And his just everything about the air about him was like, Sean is not someone I would get along with in real life. He seems like someone I wouldn't. Yeah. But I think he is. He, they didn't he show him. Awesome. He was a, he was just literally there for Caitlin period. Yeah. And I think he loved her more than anyone. I just Nick had the reputation. I don't know if he was a bad boy, bad boy, but he That's was. That's just my thing. I just yeah. think he's a smart ass. Sure, and More he reveled so. in it a little bit too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, let's move on to Nick and Caitlin getting it on. Ab, this was the big storyline of the season, and to hear Chris tell it, it was the biggest thing to happen in America in 2015. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so many lives were changed by this event. Is what he said. <laughs> They're in New York. They had a rose ceremony. Nick showed up in New York. Obviously, he got a rose. Easiest lock ever. They -hmm. went to Ireland where Nick received the first one-on-one date in Ireland. Okay, so there's a ton of guys who haven't gotten one-on-one dates, and Nick gets one. I didn't know that this wasn't explained on the show, obviously. So just to be clear, he showed up in New York. There was a rose ceremony. He gets the rose. There have been no dates in between him showing up and getting the date. Is that accurate? That is completely accurate. He received the first one-on-one date after, after she- he arrived, arrived four weeks um, late. Mm, or were there other uh, dates in between? I can't. I don't want to do the work. Someone's going to DM us and get yeah. mad. But it was pretty close. It was, it was. Yes. It was a real handsy date, AB, I'll say. In he says it. He even says it. <laughs> it hand- Hands are going everywhere. <laughs> I guess part of the reason I like Nick so much, at least on screen, he seems to, he seems different in real life and now on this yeah. show or whatever. But the way he describes stuff, just... <laughs> slimy. <laughs> just had a slimy... You, need, you got a, like a... Yeah, you have a film on your... <laughs> you. You feel like you have a film yeah. on you after just listening to him talk. <laughs> He's like, yeah, it's just like a sexy, just... Our hands are all over each other. I'm like, all right, we see that. Just describe it in a way Chill. that it's so weird. <laughs> Chill, Nick. Anyway, so she gives Nick the rose on their one-on-one date, and then she invites him back to her hotel room, where, according to Chris, they were intimate. Mm-hmm. Okay? Most of how we talk about this is going to be about how it was presented, but this really throws a wrench into things for the other remaining contestants, whether they know it or not. Okay? 
nine guys left. One guy shows up a month later than the rest of them and also has. So this was on her first one on one with him. Yeah. Okay. But they had been talking before. That's they were DMing while. So they're primed. They're they're on track to be dating before she got the call. Sure. So he he was just so far ahead of everyone else in that. Okay, that wasn't fully, I didn't fully get that from the show last night, yeah. so that's good to hear. The show left a lot of things out, yeah, unnecessarily. So this happens, and at this point, what kind of took the air out of the season for me was, there's no way she chooses anybody but Nick or Sean after this. She's not picking uh, So she ben didn't have much of a Jared. connection with Ben or Jared or any of those guys? I mean, kind of, but it's, it's just pretty like, obvious. Th- there's just... I mean, they were cordial. Those people were cordial together, you know? <laughs> and, like, some of them said, I'm falling in love with you, and she almost was... I don't, it was just hard to conceive of her going with anyone else. Yeah. So what did you what did you make of this development, A.B.? Do you remember when it happened at all? Do you remember how, quote, controversial it was at the time? No, despite Chris saying it was the biggest moment of the year, I don't remember this at all. And you're someone whose wife watched The Bachelor at the time. You're very familiar with The Bachelor going on. Yes, she watched the season, in fact. No, I don't remember, like, being... Knowing about it as a person that did not watch the show at that point. There was a lot of lamenting kind of the online harassment that Caitlin received for doing this. On the one hand, justifiably so, because you want to kind of call those people out and say this is not good behavior, right? But... I have mm-hmm. to think the way ABC promoted the storyline contributed to that behavior because Chris at every turn, not just this week, but during the season described Caitlin herself as controversial, the most controversial dis- bachelorette ever made it seem like she did something wrong with every way they presented it. Yeah, it was, it, they wanted you to think, wow, she did something bad that you guys need to talk like that. Talk about yeah. it, the water cooler type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Chris even said this week, he was like, you have to remember this aired five years ago as if that's like this eons of time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, also, if if that happened nowadays, current day, yeah. ABC would act the exact same. I'm confident yes, in yes. that. They would treat it the same way like the person did something wrong, whether it was The Bachelor or Bachelorette. They would hype it up. They would stay away from saying right or wrong, but they would yeah. throw it in your face. It would be constantly. clear what they're what they're trying to push across is. Yeah, and the other thing is, maybe five years ago, the the only thing that might have been different is people didn't really have a grasp that like Twitter is not real life, and a handful of people on the internet saying something is not like the consensus feeling yeah. of the viewers. <laughs> so maybe they t- took some of that and blew it out of proportion, but. All right. Um, anything else, A.B., that has happened thus far that you want to talk about? I, I'm doing most of the narrating here, and I feel uncomfortable. Um, are we going to talk about Sean and Nick? They just, I don't know. Well, what did you make of Caitlin telling Sean what happened with Nick? She only was, told him. It was just hard to tell where they were at in the season. I didn't know, like, did she just tell Sean? Were there other people still there? Who who was there and who was told? I need more information. I was confused by what was presented last night. She only told Sean. Who I else f- was there at that time? Like seven other people. 
Okay, so she didn't tell anyone else. So that's nope. pretty clear at that point. If she tells one person, that person is the one she cares about more. You um, could argue that her telling Sean... That's like telling him I love you. It, 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 her telling Sean confirms that she wants to be with Sean even more than Nick? Because if she wanted to be with Nick, she would have just, just not told, told Sean. Yeah, it com- <laughs> confirms who's winning the season. Again, the air was taken out of it. I agree. She needed to tell. Like, you have to tell your boyfriend if you slept with someone else. So <laughs> exactly. I guess it, it makes exactly. sense that she would tell him. Yeah, that <laughs> but way, I'm glad sense. you provided some context there. Because when I watching last night, I was unclear on how many people she had told. If it was just Sean, they only showed Sean. But I guess, guess I assumed she told more than just him. But apparently not. No. And other guys on After the Final Rose or Mental or whatever asked her. They're like, why didn't you tell us? Couldn't really come up with a good explanation. Didn't like have Sean any feelings more. for you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> didn't exactly. have any real feelings. Didn't really find the need. No. Um, they showed a bit of Nick and Sean's first real confrontation. What'd you make of that? I do remember this. That's very strange. <laughs> That's very strange. Why do you remember this? <laughs> I don't know. I remember that specific scene where they're sitting in front of each other. Makes no sense. <laughs> I don't know why. Maybe yeah. I watched that in real time. Yeah. Just randomly caught that part of the, an episode or something with Kendall. Uh, I do remember that. It, this is crazy. I thought they were coming to blows, Rim. I thought Sean was going to get physical. All it would have taken was one more. And I think Nick realized, like, no more smug-ass comments. You got <laughs> to yeah. cut You gotta cut the wisecracks here for a second. One more smirk. Not even just comment. Just one more of those Nick Vile smirks. And you're getting, to, you're getting a fist to the mouth rim. If someone, if a guy says, is that a threat to another guy, he knows he's, he would lose a, a fight. <laughs> he knows he's been threatened. <laughs> yeah. The answer is yes, if you have to ask. And two... Only someone who knows it would get demolished <laughs> would say that. He's like, is that a threat? Like, that's just like, I'll take you to court. My dad's a lawyer <laughs> yeah. type of statement. Um, the context for that. Do you want to know the context? I would love it. They show I'm so sh- glad that you're watching these <laughs> to provide this context. It's I feel really bad because I'm talking too much, but this is important context. This is very important. You've provided very important information. You're that not going to believe this context. You're not going to believe this context. <laughs> You're not going to believe it. You're gonna, your jaw's going to drop when I tell you this. <laughs> they showed Sean walking across a parking lot, and they showed yeah. Nick leaning on a door to like yeah, Sean's place. Sean had just stepped out of the door from his overnight date with Caitlin, really? and Nick is waiting no for way. him in the parking lot. No way. That's what happened. That's why Sean is like, dude, I do not want to talk to you right now or ever. Nick's like, what's going on, man? How was it? It was that. <laughs> it's crazy. crazy. Wow, that is great context. Had Nick already had his one-on-one, who who went first? Yeah. Who was Nick- the third person? Ben? Well, now you're really testing me. Um, Did they have three overnight people? I think it went Ben, Nick, and then Sean. Uh, don't quote me on that, but they had three. The other thing is they didn't do hometowns. Why? Well, because Kaylin slept with Nick. They're not going to go to hometowns pre-overnight dates because that's the way they phrased it was like, we want everybody to be on the same playing field. So they Fuck. had, th- I think, three overnight dates for those three. And then after that, the final two, Sean and Nick's families came to Utah 
where they were and met Caitlin there. So they didn't go to yeah, Hometowns. I was also confused on where they were. So I'm glad you said Utah. Why'd they go to Utah instead of somewhere? They went to New York City and then Ireland for like four episodes. Oh, okay. And then Utah. And that was it. Nowhere, nowhere exotic. Um, any other questions? Any other brain busters? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picking your mind here. <laughs> it really is just, who's the Bachelor expert now, AP? <laughs> um, anyway, then they showed the entirety of Nick's proposal and rejection. What did you make of this? This is what you're here for, Rim. I thought she cut it off at the perfect time. You let them go through their whole speech right before they're going to get on their knee. You stopped them. It was perfectly done by The Bachelorette. You have to let the person get to a point where they they think they, they think, got it. They think they got it. Yeah. <laughs> they're ready it. to get down on a knee. Okay, she would have stopped me. Yeah. But no, right now, you wait a little bit longer. <laughs> you wait a little bit no. longer than you stopped them. I thought this was really good. This is the type of, it seemed like a real breakup, and which is something we're always looking for, is real yes. situations. This just seemed like something that would happen in real life. I enjoyed it. Both people, I thought, handled it pretty well. Nick was pissed. Yes. Uh, she, I thought, handled it well also. His speech was, he had some good lines in there too. He said, you know, you were more than just a moment for me or something. Nick is quick on his feet, yes. which made you, makes you wonder why he was such a bad bachelor. <laughs> he stunk <laughs> with his speeches and everything. Like he wasn't quick on his feet there, but he was rattling off lines yeah. that seemed like they were written for him. Some would argue in the this moment. was his best moment of the franchise was this. Oh yeah. Handling this. Cause you sharp. So. Very sharp. Sad that this occurred in the backyard of the mansion. Really sad. Was that where it was? I was yeah. confused. In the backyard. By that, too. I, 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 mostly, I was confused by this three hours of watching <laughs> the season. I was, uh, why are they at the mansion? But then I'm like, maybe they're just somewhere else. No. They did it in the pool. Yeah, they were at the mansion. They just did it back at, by the pool in the mansion. By the pool. Um, Times must have been tough. <laughs> they, they, they went to Ireland and stayed at a Homewood Inn and Suites extended stay hotel, saved some cash, <laughs> and they did the mansion. Um Notable that they aired this entire thing and did not air Sean's proposal. Why do you think that is? Why do you think that is? Sean doesn't want anything to do with the show anymore? Irrelevant. But they could still that air seems it if irrelevant. they wanted. Yeah. I, don't, I have no clue. I can't even come up with a reason why they would not provide the winning moments from that season. Makes no sense. On their recap. Makes no sense. This is a recap show. <laughs> I'm starting to realize that it's not. This is not. It's not are, a recap no, show. They are not accurately representing what occurred on the season <laughs> anymore. Those days are over already. I mean, if you just look at that from the outside, they didn't show the final moments of the competition on the recap show to show even who won. And it wasn't because they didn't have enough time. There was plenty of fluff no, in this. No, they had plenty of time. I think they did it because Nick remained with the franchise, whereas Sean did not. Who cares, though? So this technically sets up Nick. I don't. This, I mean, everybody who's watching this knows who Nick Vile is. We don't need the primer. You know? But they could have given us both very easily. I know that. I think it's because Sean has not had nice things to say. 
necessarily about the experience and the proposal in particular. I think they just said, forget Chris said like Sean and Caitlin got engaged and they broke up three and a half years later. Anyway, let's go on. It was, (laughs) it was completely glossed over that before they broke up, they were like one of the more successful couples in bachelor nation. You have to assume they asked him to be on and he turned it down and maybe that has, has something to do with it. Like fuck him. He didn't want to come on and do the recap show. So we're not going to air him in his proposal. I assume so, but Still, I, I just the proposal was pretty good. Maybe just a quick proposal segment would be all another. I need. Another thing is, and I was doing a little research. Caitlin, I think this year or late last year, mentioned in an interview that the proposal it was on Nick Vile's podcast, I believe. Maybe I'm combining things, but she said the proposal quote didn't even feel real because it was so hands-on with production that they had to like redo the proposal and redo certain parts of it and ooh, get this so we can get the shot of the ring and watching it where he slips the ring on her finger looked almost like cgi it was so obviously a reshoot that it was just kind of like it was almost an embarrassing thing but maybe that's why i don't know why they didn't air it's insane to do all this to do a recap show and basically act like Sean was a secondary character, which he was not. He was the main character, right? Yes. Okay. That's what I thought. He won the about season. About the season. <laughs> he won the season. <laughs> it would be like if he did, you know, a documentary about Sammy Sosa and Michael Jordan, or Mark McGuire, excuse me, and it was all about Greg Vaughn. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> but these guys were the top guys, actually. <laughs> anyway, anything else on that, the Nick part? No, I liked it. I will say that. I'm glad they included <laughs> the whole I'm glad they included the whole thing. I just wish they would add Sean. Uh what did you think of the bombshell revelation that Nick emailed Caitlin a couple times? Uh, <laughs> come on, Chris. <laughs> come on. He said it would change the way we thought about everything. What's the difference? We knew they were in contact. <laughs> I assumed by like in dms but email is basically dms there's no difference chris called them love letters <laughs> he's like and nick was even quick quick to correct him no they're emails yeah they were <laughs> they didn't even read them it's no That's big the deal thing. why wouldn't yeah, you give read us the them letters to... provide them online at least for me to see embarrassing um then they interviewed so they interviewed nick nick was good you know it was good gregarious like he is now then they interviewed caitlin and later jason I thought the moment where Chris asked her to be on Dancing with the Stars was great. That was genuine shock by both of them. Agreed. Anything else on the last basically 40 minutes of this episode, which was just Zoom calls? No. Uh, would you say, so you're you're saying I should not go back and watch this because I left watching that thinking, I right, this is must watch on HBO Max. I don't know. I mean, it wasn't as good as this made it seem. I mean, this this seemed crazy. You had two bachelorettes to start with. You had Nick V showing up out of nowhere. You had this cast of guys, which has it has like ten people that have their thumbprints all over the story of Bachelor and Bachelor. That might be a good selling point. As far as the crazy things that happened, consider this like a movie trailer that shows you all the this best parts all the best of the stuff. movie. There's nothing else I need to see. I I think part of what might be contributing to my malaise is that I watch 24 hours of Bachelor every week now. 
<laughs> to prepare for this 45 minute podcast so maybe i'm just like i don't you know i'm just worn and these out. people won't even subscribe room no, <laughs> follow you on it follow the rosecast es on instagram uh, rosecast podcast, rosecast yeah. podcast. Anyway. They won't yeah. even follow on Instagram and maybe do a review on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> it. It's crazy. After 24, <laughs> it'd take them five minutes. You're giving them 24 hours in it's 45 I, minutes of the their time. It's not the conversation I intended to start, but okay. that's in fact also. Come on. Um, anyway. Swim's out here working hard. <laughs> out here grinding. Not skipping either. Not skimming. I never hit the 15 <laughs> seconds forward. <laughs> I'm just watching all these dates. I'm watching her one-on-one date with Clint. That didn't with come no up. Name. With the no-name. We're just watching that the no-name dates, and you can't even um, subscribe. Wow. Anyway, good context, though. It had to be done. The context was good. Yeah, uh, I'm very happy. My, I've got some Caitlin season takeaways if you want to run love, through those. Yeah, let's hear them. Well, number one, now we the biggest takeaway from this episode is now we know how they handle seasons where the final two don't end up together. They're just going to pretend like the engagements never occurred. Yeah, act like the act like the winner did not exist. Yeah, okay. Ben's is next week. They're probably not going to show that engagement either. They're going to show JoJo's breakup, and then they're going to show JoJo's season. You know how? Yeah, I know how it goes. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, one note from the season. I think almost every rose ceremony took place in the middle of an episode. That's a reason why it wasn't a good season. Almost all of them were middle of the episode. Infuriating. Yeah, infuriating. Which doesn't actually doesn't matter when you're binging it. It's completely irrelevant. Well, in the moment, it's... But I took notes. Nothing makes me more mad. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Second takeaway, I can't believe they let Nick be The Bachelor. That's astonishing. Um, (laughs) Can't believe it. I don't think they'll ever have the two leads thing again. It's uh, that's a gimmick that didn't work and did not. The problem with night one was that was the whole thing. So you yeah. weren't thinking about connections. You were it was just like guys talking about who they're going to vote for. Well, you can't really get into any relationship stuff because you don't even know if that person's going to be there. So what what's the point of forming a relationship with either lead at that point and vice versa? It puts the leads on like the defensive. Yeah. So they they don't know if you're being genuine when you're smooth talking them. Mm-hmm. And then I just had that Sean loved Caitlin as much, if not more, than Catherine loved Sean Lowe. Unfortunately, wow. that wasn't represented on the episode last night. It really wasn't, sadly. No. And you were a big Sean fan, obviously. I wasn't. I wouldn't say I'm a big. I wouldn't say I'm a big Sean guy. I was pleasantly surprised. Legit, he was just laser focused on Caitlin. Yeah. And they had a cute like origin story with how he came on the show. And apparently he's just so heartbroken that he wants nothing to do with because Caitlin, they broke up and then Caitlin pretty quickly moved on with Jason Tardick and like they've only been together for like a year and I think they're about to get engaged. So, yeah, we have a couple mailbag texts, a handful. Do you have a headline of the week? Uh, You can look for one while I read these. How about that? Yeah, let me find one here. I had one. I think we we covered the stuff I was going to talk about about Matt James already. That's fine. If you, it's a good headline. It's a good headline. Last week's question was, what seasons do you want to see here? Uh, 773-234-7794. Aaron in South Milwaukee said, I want to see Ashley and JP, the best love story of the franchise. 
Also, some of the kitschier ones, like Lorenzo, the Italian prince, would be fun. And Jake Pavelka, who is trash fire by the end. Those are three seasons we haven't heard a lot of buzz about, so I'd like to see those. Chelsea from Maryland. I'd like to see a full Nick Vile episode. Not just his season, but his runs on The Bachelorette and Paradise. I didn't start watching the franchise until Rachel, so I'd really like to see the full story of Nick going from villain, I think, to Bachelor. Here's Cameron in New Orleans. I agree with AB about the format. I started with Nick's season, and even though I know the ending to a lot of old seasons, I have not seen them. I was a little confused about the flow of Sean's season. I had to Google to figure out who the third place person was. I think they should do the recaps in more chronological order, I agree, not by contestant. I would like to see some of the seasons where the couples were successful. I don't need to see the last few seasons and, quote, catch up with people I already see on Paradise every year. Thank you, Cameron. This is a Matt James-related text, A.B. Okay. Kaya from North Carolina. Not Kaya from the real world Hawaii. Hey, Raymond A.B. The greatest season of real world ever. I think so, too. By the way. With tech. Yeah, tech. You had Colin and Amaya. That was Amaya a cute was love great. story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Kaya, of course. Ruthie. Was Ruthie on there? I think Ruthie was My on there. My girl Ruthie? Okay. Yeah. yeah. And obviously the season. setting was unbelievable. Yeah. Incredible. Incredible house. Yeah. There's been some great seasons of that show. It's insane that that show doesn't exist anymore. Put it on YouTube, whatever. It's crazy. What do you mean? They did it on Facebook and me and you both didn't watch. I don't have Facebook. Cool points. <laughs> <laughs> Cool guy rim over here. Don't have it. Mm, what's that? Um, anyway, I've missed a lot of my friends' like birth announcements because of don't have that. So there are some drawbacks, but it's a net positive. Um, Kaya from North Carolina. Hey, Remini B. I would just like to have it on record that I am from the same hometown as Matt James, Raleigh, North Carolina, the 919. And it's a great booming city in the South that is culturally diverse is home to Research Triangle Park, NC State, and is about 20 minutes away from both Duke and North Carolina. Also, everyone here is ridiculously nice. I'm mostly interested to see what they focus on for the hometown stuff, and I will let you know if I have any insider info because of film crews or something. Kaya, no. We don't want insider info or spoilers of any kind. I don't want to know who makes it to hometown or even what they do. No. Thank you for the offer, but no. Lastly, Kaya says, I low-key hope they don't do too much tourism stuff because I feel like Raleigh is kind of a secret and I don't want to see it get overcrowded. Good news, Kaya. They're going to do they're gonna do whatever the highest bidder pays for, which probably won't be the best thing in the city. So Raleigh will probably come off worse than it is, as most towns do on this show. Yeah. Okay, B, headline of the week. You got one? Except Cleveland. That came off exactly like yeah. it should have came off. <laughs> Just kidding. Just, it, just no, I'm not. kidding. It Cleveland. was the Drew Carey show intro. That's what Cleveland was <laughs> and is. No, it's an easy punching bag, folks. Go ahead. Just kidding. Uh, I found a new one. I had one about Matt James, but we covered pretty much all that. Say the headline. Nope. Uh, the Bachelor <laughs> wouldn't cast women with afros, braids, or locks, according to a former producer from Yahoo Life. What's the time frame on that? That says it all. <laughs> that says it okay, all. Okay, <laughs> Rim, that says it all. That is why it's got to be more than just the lead, okay? We need more people of color, and it can't just be your cookie-cutter 
people of color that they have. That's uh, that's great. The ones who will play by their um, play by their rules, you know, <laughs> square peg, square hole rules. We need all different types of people of color, and I think we've said this a long time ago. Of course. Uh, devil's advocate that had to be before Rachel because Rachel would wear braids I believe on occasion um uh yeah so, so this it was a while ago was still. yes okay still an ab- abhorrent thing <laughs> just so we're clear yeah <laughs> AB yep. is too despondent to giggle yeah. about it right now um well the here's an interesting quote I was looking for this only ethnically ambiguous people of color were chosen I mean that's horrible. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, listen, it's not it's not an institution that is a bastion of equality. It never has been. I'm skeptical that it ever will be, but it can be better. Everything can Absolutely. be better. Is the moral of the story in America right now? the uh, The other thing I want to say about that, it will make the show better. It will Absolutely. make the show not Absolutely. so homogenous. It will make the audience. One thing during Rachel's season, I f- I got the feeling that we attracted some listeners who were new to the show. Mm-hmm. And I also got the feel I don't see them as much on. This is anecdotal, but I don't see them as much on our social media. So I'm wondering if they left. They stopped watching. Because that seemed that yeah. came off as a one-off. It will just make the franchise and the audience just more vibrant and exciting and interesting. Diverse. I mean, come on, this is not this is not fucking rocket science here. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, anyway, anything else? Thanks for that headline. Where's it from? A B. That's a scathing headline, Yahoo. and you deserve to credit. Okay, Yahoo. Yahoo. Yep. All right. Anything else you want to chat about before we're done? Uh, we didn't talk about the perfect letter last time, Rim. I saw you tweet about it a couple times. Chris Harrison's book. Yes, we didn't. And someone DM a couple people DM'd who were like, "I've read it," and dot dot dot, like the emoji with the teeth, like eh, like the- <laughs> not good. <laughs> See, I, I was I gonna imagine. suggest. I was gonna suggest a Rosecast book club. I type was situation. <laughs> It can't take more Everyone than an hour or two. It. it can't. Um, yeah, I, I, I will definitely read a perfect. I went to I'll see how much it. it costs. It was like I'm just letting people know I will read it. I'll read Let it. us know if you want to do a book club. Period. <laughs> that would be fun. A Rosecast Nation letter. book club. I'm, I'm scared. I'm kind of like teetering on Chris Harrison. I don't want that book to push me over to what a is side. It? It's a, is it a tell all? No, it's a novel. It's a fiction it's a- novel. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, it ain't a biography. It's a Whoa. fiction novel. From Chris Harris, written by Chris Harrison. <laughs> yes. What do you want me to okay. say? I'm all in. <laughs> well, now I'm on Amazon and I'm looking at all the Bachelor related things. Sean Lowe wrote a book. It's only four forty five. Might want to check that out. Also, this is, there's enough books here that we could have a long. There's book club. something there in this book club idea. <laughs> there's something there. Something there's there. Something there. Uh, Chris Harrison, the beloved longtime host of ABC's The Bachelor, explores the perils and rewards of risking everything for love in his first novel. I would guess that someone fights for love at some point in the book. <laughs> That's my guess. <laughs> uh, we'll see. I will look into that. I will look into that. All right. Well, thanks for listening. That's all we got. Much, much longer than we anticipated. So we appreciate you listening. Talk to you later.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, folks. I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 